Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dudes, Goose and Juice. And we're here to talk about The Last Dance. And more, we're touching on a lot of Scotty Pippen here today, too. But before we get into that, everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at Ontap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted. Following Juice at Juicy on Tap. And following me, Buzz at Buzz on Tap. Boys, we haven't been on since April 27th. So it's it's been a minute. We've gotten through quite a few episodes of uh, the Last Dance. We just finished up. What was that? Seven and eight last night, correct? And then we're going to be going on to nine and ten, the finale next Sunday. So overview here. We're going to start with you, Goose, because you haven't been on it. It's been me and Juice the last couple of times. So Goose, we're gonna we're gonna hop on and ask you real quick, man. What what did you think of the last two episodes that aired Sunday night of the Last Dance? Well, I do think episode seven itself has been the best episode so far in the series uh mj has some of the best lines in there from well you might think i'm a tyrant but you've never won anything (laughs) to um pretty much saying yeah you might think i'm an asshole but you can ask every single one of my teammates never ask them to do a fucking thing that i didn't do and at the end of the day when it comes down to winning you need somebody that's going to take the lead like that and throw you on the sled when you don't want to be in there and drag your ass along. So episode seven is by far my favorite episode so far. I have a feeling you two feel the same. Juice? I could agree with that. I, th- You know, I, I watched last night in the comfort of uh, my mom and dad's home, spending a little time home for uh, Mother's Day, which a uh, little uh, happy Mother's Day belated to all the people listening. Um but uh, yeah, I, I I left last night, you know, respecting the Michael Jordan more and more as this series has kind of gone on. But I'm I'm really curious how in the next two episodes with so much looming information wise, I feel like how they're going to wrap this thing up into a, a tight bow um, in nine and ten because there's so much left to cover. I mean, that whole Indiana series to me can be one episode you know and and the fact that at at the end of this whole thing you're going to get the the demise of after 98 and the the breaking up of the dynasty and obviously they're all going to react and there's probably a lot of information that'll come up you know at the end in part 10 but i i do you know we're going to talk a lot about scotty pippen i think he's definitely the biggest loser throughout this whole thing um but i i really do i'm enjoying it i just last night kind of worried me because as good as it was, I'm kind of worried that nine and 10 don't have enough time to, to hit everything that I want to see as a diehard Bulls fan. I don't know if you guys agree with that at all, but that was my thoughts of last night. I love it. I love all the new information that's coming out. And obviously, you know, getting a peek into like what Michael Jordan really is. This is, you know, uncut, uncensored, you know, you're figuring out who he is and he's just, it's just, He's not lying. It's it's the truth. This is who he was. This is why he's so damn great. And uh, I'm just worried that nine and ten don't have enough time to hit everything that I know that all of us as you know diehard Bulls fans want to see in the end here. Yeah, I I, I agree. I thought episode seven was probably the best episode so far. Um, 
you know, an interesting tidbit I took away from that episode is I didn't realize, and I don't know if you guys did either, that Jerry Reinsdorf still paid Michael his basketball salary even when he went to Birmingham. I, I had no idea. That was announced on that last night. I was I was actually shocked by that because, I mean, you know, I'll be the first one to, to say I've ragged on Jerry Reinsdorf quite a few times, but it seems like him and Michael did have a pretty decent relationship. So that's something that I... I kind of t- took away from yesterday. I would, you know, episode seven had everything. It had, you know, drama. It had suspense. It had heartbreak. If you didn't tear up watching the part about his dad, I, you're not human. Um, again, I agree with you about the Scotty Pippen stuff. And I can't remember if it was seven or eight. Cause they all just, they go all into the same, you know, there's two of them, two hours. Um, but my favorite part of last night had to be Jordan watching the iPad with Gary Payton. If I I died laughing at that. I I died laughing at that cuz Gary was just so sincere uh with his words, you know, we were beating and banging trying to tire him out and then you just have Michael go <laughs> like I had no problem with the glove. <laughs> that that killed me. That absolutely killed me. I thought that was hilarious. And if you look at the numbers, Michael did struggle a little bit against the glove, but Bulls still came out on top to win the ship, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought Episode 7 was great. And to go to your point, Juice, I don't really know how you, you tighten this up, you know, tighten the bow up here going into 9 and 10. It just it became a lot more of a Michael Jordan documentary than I thought it was going to become because, um, you know, it was the last dance. It was the Chicago Bulls thing, and it's been pretty much all Michael, which no shit. He was the best player to ever play the game. I get it, but... I want to get into a guy they touched on a lot, and, I, and a guy that I wrote an article about today for ONTAP Sportsnet, who probably has gotten scrutinized the second most in this documentary. I think that we can all agree here that Jerry Krause has been the most scrutinized. Um, but Scottie Pippen's in a close second place. And I, I, I want to get your thoughts. Juice, we'll start with you, and then we'll move on to Goose after. I want to get your thoughts on, on Scotty here and and how... I mean, you kind of touched on it before when you were talking, how he's been portrayed, and has your opinion of him changed at all? No, I mean, going back through the whole run and the whole dynasty, I always felt that while I think Scotty's a great player, I thought that in the biggest moments, Scotty really wasn't ever there. I mean, you look back, the migraines, the, you know, the quitting on his teammates, as we saw last night, and, you know, him going into – you know, the 98 season, you'll see, you know, the back issues. And I just, is it wrong if throughout this whole documentary, and obviously this is Michael Jordan's footage, he's okayed this, and he's, I'm sure, having a good hand in, in, in terms of how this is, the story is told. But is it wrong of me that I don't think Scotty's lost? I just think that the perception is different. It's in terms of, in terms of Michael having this footage, I think it is easier for Michael to kind of say, Hey, this is, uh, this is, I want to put myself up on that pedestal. But with that said too, Scotty doesn't have the resume in terms of in big moments to say, Hey, you know, I was here. I was the guy, you know, it was always, it was always Michael. And, you know, he had a shot to, to be the guy. And he sat with, you know, 1.4 seconds left. Tony Kukoc hits the, the jump shot to win the game in, in 94. But it, it's just a matter of, to me, that Scotty kind of did this to himself. 
And I'm glad that the story is being told that way because in a lot of ways it's very true. Goose? No, I mean, Scotty, especially with what happened with Scotty as an ambassador and him ultimately coming out and saying, well, fine, I don't mind being fired. I don't like being associated with losing anyway. And it's like, well, Scotty, the the only winning you've really ever been associated with is being a member of the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan was around. Um, I have a fun little stat because obviously with this documentary going on, Michael Jordan, LeBron conversations are at their height and LeBron fans always go to Scotty. Well, Michael Jordan had the best small forward of all time on his team. And well, um, an accumulation of the 91 to 93 and 96 to 98 final stats. Scotty Pippen shot 42% field goal, 26% three point, and 74% three uh, free throw. So, like, uh, I, uh, and then you see this stuff with Scotty, and it's like, is Scotty Pippen literally just? Draymond Green without Michael Jordan? Is he? Is, oh, is, oh, no. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, no. Come on. I went there. I went there. I went there. I saw Juice's face. Juice is live on camera. He's the only one here. <laughs> Juice's face went, oh, shit. He said it. He did it. But is he not? I mean, and that's that's a stretch because I don't think Draymond takes his team. We, we saw this year Draymond without Steph and Clay did jack nothing there. Because he's trash. Because he's a guy that benefited off of playing with Hall of Famers. But at the same point, you see the way Jordan's process was in practices. If you're a beta who can't take criticism, you're out of Chicago. You're gone. Like, if you're a beta and you're, like, accepting, like, hey, dude, no, this dude's an alpha. Let me get in line. Let me follow the lead. Jordan can take you to places. And I think Pippen was the greatest recipient of that. He had all the tools. He came in looking like Chandler Hutchison. Didn't know a damn thing what to do. And then he got Michael Jordan sitting here going, kid, I got you. Get on my back. I'm going to ride you hard. You ain't going to like me, but I'm going to make you great. And Scotty embraced that. So, I don't know. I think Scotty is coming out of this not smelling like Rosen. Without Scotty, no doubt about it, none of this happens. There's no two three peats. But I don't know that Scotty's as great as people have built him up to be. It's a fair point. The Draymond Green shit, I could. Uh, you're my little brother, and I don't want to hit you, but I could just slap you for that. I really could. There's no hey, and, and no alternate fuck. Not in this universe. And you know me. I believe in the juju. I believe in other fucking worlds everywhere. But there in no alternate universe would Draymond Green ever be an MVP candidate. And Scotty did do that uh, in Jordan's absence when he went to go play baseball. Um, but getting back to the whole perce- my perception of Scotty thing is obviously your guys is kind of soured. And you know what? Mine has two, and the reason why mine has two is because more so coming to light now with all of the issues that kind of went on with him. <clears throat> Again, I'm not giving Jerry Reinsdorf any credit. If he wanted to step up and restructure a fucking contract, you you and I both know he could have. All of us here know that he could have done that. He's the owner. He could have done that. Um, and he chose not to, but he was honest with Scotty. Don't sign that contract. At least the guy was honest. I'll give, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, Scotty signs the contract. 
He's unhappy with the contract piece. He's clearly outperforming it. And you can make an argument that he was the second best player in the NBA in the uh, 93-94 season. You can make the second best argument. That, or the second best. I'm sorry. You can make a good argument that he was the second best player. Um, what pisses me off the most right now about this whole thing with Scotty is, is them showing the clip of him refusing to go back in and, you know, Bill Cartwright talking to him and this is when he's on the bench, right? So that's, that's a big flag right there immediately. Like, l- listen, dude. Phil is probably one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest. I have a hard t- time choosing between Phil and Pop a lot of the time. Um, but, you know, obviously Phil's the man. But this is what he wanted to do. He hadn't led you astray yet. That stubbornness really sucks. And then going into the 98 season... When he sits out or he gets a surgery because he didn't want to ruin his fucking summer. Those are his words, you know. He didn't want to do that. Yeah, he, exactly. He, you know, he didn't want to ruin his summer. He wanted to get money, both sign and trade him, give him a big sign and trade contract, trade him to Houston. And then when he comes back for his last stint, gentlemen, with the Bulls, and when he's 38 years old in 2003, 2004, and he tells Jalen Rose... I I don't owe these mofos anything. And he signed as a free agent to come back. He was a free agent. So I, I know we're talking about the last dance here, but I'm just I'm I'm kind of giving an overview of my percent my how I'm perceiving his personality right now. This man like, fuck you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have to come back. What you think this franchise owes you what? O- owes you what? You know, like, I, I don't get it. They paid you millions, you signed the contract. It was not a fair contract. And you know what? He should be really mad at his fucking agent. You know, if he had one. But, I, I don't know. I my, I still love Scotty because he's a fucking legend here. And I'll, I'll die on that hill. Um, But I am very, very disappointed in how he kind of conducted himself and seeing it, you know, it in the documentary and especially when he said he regrets it, but he wouldn't change a thing. Like why the fuck, why the fuck did you say, you know, you could have just made it all go away. If you said, I should never have done that. <laughs> you know, people would have been like, ah, you know, he got wiser yeah, with age. This is Chicago. That wasn't going away. Yeah. You're, 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 you're probably right. I would have forgiven him a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so I mean that, I guess that's my perception on Scott. Do you guys have anything else to say about that before we move on? I think in terms of this documentary, the most important thing is to remember the perception of all how all this is shot. And I don't want to go tinfoil hat here, but... You Michael have to. Jordan, you have to now that you just said that. I because we, we just had fucking Goose compare Scotty to Draymond Green. I'm about to die. So go but, ahead. Go tinfoil hat. But, okay, so this documentary is signed and released, you know, the day that LeBron James has his parade and... They win another championship. Do you think, and this is a question for everybody here, do you think this thing is shot this way and it's the interviews are put this way to put Michael even more on a pedestal so that the conversation is less than, because I mean, the, the big part about this documentary too that didn't touch on from last night was the, the Hollins call, the Phantom Foul call as well during the next series. So let's, I mean, in a hypothetical world, there's a good chance that they win that series without that call. And in 94, they get there anyway. I'm just saying in tinfoil hat kind of world, 
if you're Michael Jordan, you own this, this footage, you have the option to your camera crew to come in and do it. And you're in terms of it, obviously Netflix and ESPN is, you know, fronting the money for this thing, but Michael Jordan has a huge obvious hand in all of this. I just wonder if this is some way for them to bring Scotty down. So it looks like Michael almost in a lot of senses did this all by himself to just show the, the people now that never had a chance to watch that Michael is by far the best player we've ever seen. You know, I just worry about hidden agendas in this thing just strictly because I don't know the perception of the directors and who's doing the cuts for this and where they fall in terms of, you know, Michael's crew. You know, I, I just don't know. And, and that's a question for all you guys. Do you think that this is being shot differently because Michael owned this footage and that it's almost kind of putting him more on a pedestal? And trust me, and this is not me saying that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. This is just a matter of me saying, you know, maybe this is more or less his way in his competitive nature of just shooting this thing to answer all questions. I don't feel that way. I think in any documentary, everybody that's in this film had to sign off on a sheet of paper that said, you can use what I had to say. So in a way, they're all signing off and backing what MJ has decided to allow out there. I don't feel that more so is being cut that would have shed Scotty in a brighter light. You know, Kraus traded for Scotty, was infatuated with Scotty, and maybe Scotty doesn't sit out if it's not Tony Kukoc who gets the call, who we saw the big controversy with them going at Tony in Croatia because Jerry had this infatuation with Kukoc after the Bulls won multiple championships already in Scotty and Michael felt betrayed. Maybe that resentment still carried over into that moment. But at that same time, you you want to be the guy now, Scotty? That's not how you handle it. And handling things the way that he handled throughout his career in the biggest moments just tells me, no, yes, I backtracked. I was, I was going for shock and awe. And, and I backtracked quick enough. Um, but no, with... Without MJ, who who is Scottie Pippen? Is you know uh, MJ built him. We saw the rigorous practices that any player who was with MJ played with. It's probably why Stacy King didn't last that long. <laughs> um, but you saw it, and Pippen took to it because he was he was a lot more beta than Alpha. He didn't he didn't have the fight back. He just took it and adapted and became great because of it. And MJ needed him as much as, you know, vice versa. But no, Scotty, Scotty shot away in all the biggest moments. And maybe his contract is why. And even then, nobody made you sign that contract. And a contract is a contract. So I don't know. And as far as, as far as like today and Michael, you know, being still ultra competitive with the LeBron talk and, and all that, you know, your tinfoil hat theory makes sense. It does. But I really don't think Michael gives a fuck. Honestly. I, I, yeah, I completely disagree with that. I, I, don't, think, I don't think he cares. I, I, don't, I don't think that guy cares at all. He's a fucking billionaire. I don't think he cares at 
all if people think that LeBron might have been better than him. Pe- I don't people know, why know he would pe- care. What was that? I don't know why he would care. LeBron wears his number. LeBron same with the sh- same shoe company that we just witnessed in this documentary that Michael Jordan literally made. Right. Literally made. LeBron has tried to do everything Jordan did. I don't think MJ cares. He looks at him and he's like, you want to be Kobe. You can't even be Kobe because I won't talk to you. I won't sit down with you and treat you like a little brother. You're, you're not on our level. You're, you're in a different class. You tried too hard. I, I, I just I don't see it. I don't see Michael caring. And after watching this documentary, even of how his peers talk, Especially with how a lot of his peers from that generation talk, like Chuck, even though you know he's not talking to Chuck, or, or David Robinson, or Shaq, or you know, I mean, Larry Bird's my favorite. Yeah, Bird, oh. Magic Bird. I mean, you know, all those guys. Not, he, in in his era and the era before him, he is known as pretty much the you know the greatest. And then, in the era of even when we were growing up, and we're not old yet. I mean, I'm, we're getting there. We're not old yet. We're still in our twenties. I mean, we we know him as the greatest. I really, I just really can't see him caring about LeBron stands, fucking sitting there fighting for LeBron, and you know, saying that LeBron's the greatest. Look at the numbers, man. Just look at the fucking. And I, I get where both of you are saying. I just find it hard to believe in the competitive nature of a man who will literally find anything to <clears throat> gain his motivation to to beat you at something. I just. I think maybe his competitive edge extends that far. I mean, and I may be wrong. I, I, I've been wrong before. And, I, I you know, think to the extent that you're getting at, pouring salt in the wounds, oh, why do I give a shit about your third championship on your third team? You're three and six, and now you're on your fourth team. Like, I don't know. He's still on one, two, third team. Either way, he went back and forth. Fourth hop. What what is MJK? Maybe it is just salt in the wounds. Like, yeah, you're having your parade. I'm, I took this footage, didn't even intend to turn it into a movie. I just wanted it for myself. But you're out here trying to parade, so maybe maybe it is out of pettiness. But I just I don't think MJ cares. And if it does, it's it's more so in spite. It's not like he, he even cares. It's just well, I'm gonna throw this in your face because I can. <laughs> It's a good point. I mean, you know, like I said, all around, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I could I put it past him? I wouldn't put anything past him. I mean, but the guy's already won it life. I don't think LeBron will ever accumulate the net worth that Michael has. I could be wrong. But oh, that, you're going to do like, Space Jam 2? I'm going to drop a better movie. <laughs> but but that's, uh, and, and like, that's why I, I just, I very much think that some of this, and it may not be all of it, it may not be the, the reason for it, but I think it's an added plus to Mike that he can, he can kind of do this at the time. I mean, these were supposed to be, you know, every other day of the finals, correct? If I'm if I'm wrong, um, but it's I, I don't know. I just I think of of just the the stories we've heard and the timing of this is all just odd to me. You know, it's the day that he's on a parade you're releasing this. It's it's almost like a to me, it's a competitive Michael Jordan thing. I will agree to disagree on the thing. But no, it definitely it, could be. I'm not. I'm not. Pro- I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't. I. I, I just. I guess at this point in his life, you know, to, you know, uh, Jack drinking, cigar smoking, chilling out in his mansion, golfing, 
jet flying, you know, Ric Flair motherfucker. You know, I just don't, I just don't see him giving a fuck about him. I, I don't. But yeah, I, but all the things you're talking about are monetary, and I don't think Jordan as much cares about money anymore because it's not an issue. So it's it's just a competitive thing for. Him I still well, at this let's point. let's clear it up. It's Jordan's tequila. He's not drinking whiskey. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's tequila. It's tequila I, I apologize. That he's, that he's drinking on set. All right. There's another thing, and I do not want to spend any time on this. I just want rapid fire answers with this because the next question I think is a lot better than this question. Um, was Michael Jordan kicked out of the league for gambling? Just rapid fire here. Goose, we'll start with you. Was Jordan, did, was Jordan suspended from the league for 18 months, or do you think that he was just fucked up, he wanted to get out? I think after winning three championships in a row, something nobody else had ever done at that point outside of, what, Bill Russell? Um, that Yeah, you, you're burnt out. You need a break. You just lost your dad. Why not go chase a different dream? Well, like... I, I, for me personally, I know we're supposed to be rapid fire here, but to me, that only adds to his legacy. You can walk away, retool your body for a whole entire professional sport. Granted, never made it to uh, the highest level of that sport, but as we've learned from the documentary, Terry Francona, World Series winning coach, said, no, dude, you gave that dude another two years. He's in the majors. He was figuring it out. He was working it out, and that's that's... It's the greatness of MJ, but you you come back and then he win three more in a row. Juice man, yeah, no. Um, I mean, I come from a business degree. The stupidest thing would ever, from the NBA standpoint, would be to have your cash cow leave, right? I mean, if you're if you're stern, you're you. He was probably begging him every night to not hang up the the shoes and go play baseball. But I mean, hey, it's you know, like like Goose said, he got a lot of – he had lost his dad. He was burnt out. You know, you saw it in the documentary last night, and he he had mentioned in the doc that he always wanted to play baseball. He thought he would play Major League Baseball. You know, when you've accomplished all things in basketball, I'm, I'm not going to knock him for being ultra-competitive and saying I can go play another sport. It's I, I doubt that the NBA would – suspend that guy in in that period of time with how much money they were making on his name for any amount of time to be honest with you i think michael could have gotten away with a lot more than than just a bunch of gambling uh issues but i don't know that's that's just me uh i'm gonna go hate to interject one last time but go ahead without that baseball stint does michael jordan ever find the drive and maybe feeling inferior for the first time in a long time and going to baseball and realizing, shit, I'm not the best at this. And just re-sparking that competitive fire. Oh, it's definitely possible that that's what actually happened. You know, I mean, that's, that, you know, that's for sure what happened. Going somewhere where you're not the man, you know. you're. I mean, he's the fucking man, but he's not the guy. You know what I mean? He's not the guy leading the team. You, you go from God to being pedestrian and... You want to go back to being God again. You want that feeling. So, who knows? Without that baseball stint, maybe we don't get the second round of MJ. Right. Yeah, and let's even, let's point. touch on the fact that some of these scouts last night were saying that the fact that Michael maybe makes the major leagues, if they're not locked out, I think that's the most asinine comment of the whole documentary. I mean, he was not I'm ready. Not a, he was not fucking even near ready to make the major leagues yet. And, no, I mean the know, White Sox. There. I could see him maybe doing it as a. He I did mean, the exhibition with, game. 
He did the right, exhibition game. That's right, right. That's right, Juice. The Sox were so bad. Michael they were not fucking bad that, at that time. The Sox were fucking great at that time. Fuck you guys. Anyway, let me get to the, let me get to the question. I mean, that might have that might have filled the stands. I mean, maybe. Oh, here's another <laughs> attendance joke. That's fine. I gotta. I have to walk all over Wrigley. Actually, I have to go to Grand Rapids, Michigan, to find the smartest Cub fan I know because everybody at the park. You know, they don't even, mommy and daddy paid for the tickets. They don't know what the fuck they're watching. They can't tell you what inning it is. But this is a Bulls podcast. Oh, God. Oh, hey, God. Here hey, we you, go. you, hey you, you started it, bro. You guys started it. So this is a Bulls um, podcast. Anyway, fucking Jordan. <laughs> you fuckers, man. I do not believe that he bet on the game. I, I do not believe that he was suspended for gambling. I think that's really, really shitty. And if we could be serious for a moment, I know we were just arguing about baseball, but shame on the reporters for kicking somebody when they're down like that. That's fucking, that's horrible, dude. You know, his dad dying and then reporters like trying to make it a narrative saying that maybe it was his fault. Could you imagine? What the fuck is the matter with people, man? That's horrible. That's horrible. Um, you it's know, no so, different than today, though. I mean, it's oh, a lot no, of no, the no. same. It, well, no, it's... It's, it's, a, it's extremely a, twisted, but right. we had Kobe Bryant pass away, and the next thing you know, you have people saying that Kobe was the reason why the helicopter crashed, that he didn't have it, safety inspected, like right. anything to get a headline, and it wasn't any different back then. You thought you had dirt on MJ, you weren't going to get it cleared, you were just going to send it and deal with the blowback later. It's just sickening to me. Um, you know, I, I like to think what we do here is, I mean, yeah, obviously we're not in the trench, you know, juice, what we used to say in the trenches beat reporters, but mm-hmm. we do, we do, you know, comment on the team and we do write articles for the team and we do podcasts. We cover the team. I'd never say anything like that. I think the most outlandish thing that's ever been said in on tap sports net history that might be a little bit controversial is what took place about, 15 minutes ago when fucking Goose compared Draymond to Pip. I mean, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably, like, the most outlandish thing that's happened since we've been doing this. But hey, I, <laughs> Add some context to that shit. I'm sorry. Well, if Whoever I, has MJ, <laughs> what the fuck is Scottie Pippen? Right. I'm, so, I'm sorry I didn't add all the context. So, so, so does Michael win six with Draymond? Ooh. No. I don't know. You won three with Rodman. See, that's my okay, that's a great transition. That's a great transition because this was my last question. Who was heavily focused on again last night a little bit? That was Horace Grant. Now, Juice, I think you're in the same boat. Me and you have had these drunken conversations before when we were watching highlights. You and I were both team Horace, I think. Is that correct? Or were you more Rodman? Because I loved Horace Grant. I thought that he had a good mixture of rebounding. I thought he had a good mixture of passing. And I thought that he could take the burden of scoring every once in a while when you needed him to. And I thought that he took more pressure off of MJ. Now, I'm not saying that either one is wrong here. But, Juice, I want to start with you. If I had to pick the enigma that is Dennis Rodman, gave the team that badass, cool fucking factor that I am kind of drawn to with having just somebody who's different, but when I look at it as like just a basketball mind, somebody who was like all around and would give it to you and be out there with you every night, you know, avoiding suspensions and and tech, you know, dumb shit. Horace and I thought that Horace had a. I mean, obviously we could all agree he had a way more polished offensive game than Dennis did. But you know, between those two, who would you like to have? This would be the last question I have for everybody here today. But uh, I know it's a tough one, and I hate to drop it on you, but I, I thought it was a good transition into it. Juice. Rodman or Horace, or you can actually take a pass too and just say they were both fucking, you know, important to their eras of championships. 
and, and that was going to be that's my answer because I think that they both presented things that that te- both those teams needed those two three teams needed at the time that they you know I mean I th- I think that Rodman's hustle and you know Rodman's persona fit that second three peat a lot probably a lot better than it would have early on in the first one you know so I think I think it's a good although I would take Horace if I'm starting a team you know what I mean that's because like you said he did have a more polished uh, offensive game it's just I, I I do take the idea of, of the third pass and just kind of saying I think that they both opt they both offered different things at the time that those teams needed it right goose. See, for me, I think you just have completely different situations. You drafted Horace. He kind of grew into what was the first dynasty and was a part of that family and a part of that core and was completely needed there is where you brought Rodman in from San Antonio where he was at the point where he was an outcast. He wasn't somebody that people really wanted on their team. They thought that he was more of a headache than a contributor in – Krause and Phil Jackson and probably Jordan to an extent were like, no, you bring that guy here. He knows what he has to do. We can work with him. We can handle his personality. And you see that in sports a lot of times that championships teams will take these supremely talented outcasts who have kind of just gotten this bad rap or this bad name. They can almost get at a a bargain price because nobody wants to touch them. Um, but they have the talent, and they know with the structure and the culture that they've built that they can handle them, uh, which we saw in this documentary. The Bulls were able to let Rodman go on what was supposed to be 48 hours and turned into like a week vacation <laughs> away from the team, but they were able to handle that because they knew what they were getting themselves into, and they had the structure for it. So It's such a hard about- debate, you know, like because I, I've watched people debate about it a lot, and you, and you go and you look at the numbers, and Horace was a threat to be a du- – He's a double-double guy a lot of the time, you know, average-wise. average, average wise. He, he, he had that opportunity to be that guy. Um, who's to say that with a guy like Bill Cartwright not play, you know, playing next to him, if he didn't have Cartwright and he had Luke Longley perhaps, you know, for the second three-peat, maybe he would have got more rebounds or whatever. But those two are just – I think that both Pip and Jordan were blessed during those championships years with two really, really good power forwards. And it, it, it's super hard to choose which one. I mean, I, I just Horace's all around game was was dope, but personality wise for me, like Rodman is that enigma who you know everybody's drawn to. Made the Bulls fucking cool. You know what I mean? Not that they weren't already cool with Jordan, but you know Rodman just that rock star. I mean, guys, fucking Carmel Lecture. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, you know, he was making shit happen. He was in the fucking you know in the public eye, arguably more than Jordan was at that time. You know, just talk shows and tabloids and whatever um but yeah i mean i'm really looking forward to episodes 9 and 10 coming out it kind of sucks that it's over already and um i I wish it would keep going really and like you said juice i wonder if we get you know maybe some bonus shit out of it because i just don't see how they're gonna wrap it all up in these last two episodes you know I, i really don't but i i've thoroughly enjoyed it so far if you guys have got anything else to say before we hit the old dusty trail here uh let's let's make it happen you got anything, Juice? No, just I'm I'm excited for Sunday, and I hope that all the like you said that there's some bonus footage. It'd be cool if they just released all the uh, 
the interviews, you know, from all these players. I would like uncut. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would love be, to just watch cool. them talk to Gary Payton. That's for, a good idea. Yeah, you know, a cool. couple hours, or you know, even if they don't even have the videos, release them in a podcast. You right. know, just talking about the times because. I mean, let's be honest here, boys. We really don't have much else right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've, I've been living off iRacing lately. Um, Real racing starts next week. Right? I know. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Goose, you got anything else, man? Yeah. Yeah? Just not? <laughs> he's, he's, all, he's all good. I think that's the first time anybody's ever just been, no, I'm good. We'll no, I'm, 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 I'm good. It's all I'm good around here. All right, everybody, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Be sure to go on ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. We'll be back. You know what, guys? Let's make it a date. We'll be back uh, Monday. We'll record Monday because I go to bed after the last dance on Sundays because it's too late for me to stay up because I'm tie tie. But uh, we'll come back Monday and we'll do the uh, last 9 and 10, this group of uh, guys here, me, Juice, and Goose. We'll be back next Monday releasing an episode on the finale of The Last Dance. So everybody take care, stay safe in COVID, and uh, let's go Bulls.